0: Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. This is your host, Christina Orlova. Here we will talk about all things OCD. For more information and to contact me with questions, you can go to www.corresults.com. That's K-O-R-Results.com. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Orlova. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what if you love someone with OCD. When I say that, um, I'm talking about whether you're a parent, maybe you're a significant other, or maybe you're a friend. What I want you to know is the top three things that you want to pay attention to and not do if you love someone with OCD. Now, some of these might seem counterintuitive. And the reason they will feel counterintuitive is because somebody with OCD um, and how their brain is functioning is in fact um, triggering an internal alarm system that intuitively feels like you have to fix the situation or do something to get away from feeling anxious and to try to get that certainty. But in fact... Um, what research and and clin- and you know clinical uh, studies and um, treatment has shown is that in fact um, you want to do the opposite so that you can help the OCD brain readjust itself and realign itself. Typically, that work is done through exposure and response prevention. So, let's get into the top three things that you want to really be on the lookout for if you love somebody with OCD. So. Remember, one thing with OCD is the brain is temporarily getting stuck. If you're not quite clear what OCD is, you can look at the first episode on this podcast, uh, What is OCD? And I give a really brief um, snapshot, like cliff notes, to to have you help you understand what OCD is and how it operates. So you can also listen to that episode and then come back to this one. So when the brain gets temporarily stuck... One of the things that a person with OCD may try to do is to essentially use logic rationale to to think their way out of OCD. So, if you love someone with OCD, what you want to do is notice if the person is having intense um, anxiety, if there's a sense of urgency to need to address um, a current topic, a fear, a worry, um, and if they're constantly trying to ask you. Uh, questions or trying to talk through it, Um, what you might notice is that no matter how many times you're talking through it, the person is still stuck. And in fact, they're not getting better, they're getting worse. So one of the things with OCD is the compulsive behavior that the OCD sufferer is using to try to better themselves, in fact, makes them feel worse. Compulsions never work. They literally prolong the anxiety cycle. They fuel the brain with more questions and you have more uncertainty. And then um, there can be almost this desperation to want to reach out to um, that supportive person, whether it's a parent or a significant other or a friend, and and start to ask them questions incessantly. So please, if you notice something like that, do not try to engage in logic and rationale to think um, through or out of OCD. What you want to do instead is remind the person it's an OCD flare-up remind them what OCD is and how it works, and have them recognize that trying to think about it more is in fact engaging in compulsive analysis. And they will not be able to stop that analysis process if they continue on on this pathway. And so... If you've not had ERP treatment, you really want to make sure to seek that help out. Um, if you can't afford treatment, um, you know it will be time to get resourceful, which may mean um, either following a podcast and attempting and, and using some of the steps or strategies or tips, or it may mean uh, buying a book on Amazon, a workbook and following a workbook. Um, or I might mean for a lower fee, buying an online course, um, ERP class. Um, but you might need to use one of those um, strategies if you're not able to afford treatment or if you don't have a specialist near you. Um, and, um, but, but the reality is that you've got to get into ERP mode as quickly as possible. And to do that, you have to also, of course, understand what is OCD. Having said that, it also is important, especially in the in the day and what we're dealing with, to not discount culture, racial issues, um, environmental issues when when designing ERP practices or when you're talking to your loved one. It is important to be there and to be supportive, but also if you have had some ERP training as a supportive person, to then make sure that you're you're helping the person with OCD. You know, have space to process what they need to process, but then also make sure you're not inadvertently reinforcing the anxiety cycle. The second thing you want to really look out for and make sure you're not doing is providing reassurance that everything's going to be okay, um, especially when the person is extremely anxious and um, are again having that sense of urgency. So, right now, everything I'm talking about is. is Of course, with the assumption that if you love someone with OCD, you've probably already noticed uh, certain similar behavioral patterns or similar features and kind of feeling quality of anxiety or a person gets stuck in something and they're not able to temporarily see or, or, or have perspective outside of that current moment of flare up. So if you've had this experience, you've probably noticed that when you try to reassure them it probably doesn't totally work. When you try to reassure them in those moments, um, you maybe notice that it actually hooks the brain more um, and they might suddenly look to you like, well, are you sure? How can you tell? Or they might start to argue with you um, or they might start to ask you again for um, ways to prove or to show for sure for with certainty. Um, that things will be okay. Or or that reassurance might lead back into um, trying to think your way out of OCD. So it starts this kind of ripple effect where suddenly you're both locked in a cycle where The OCD sufferer is not getting better, and you as a person who's loving the person with OCD, again, whether you're a friend or a family member or a significant other, you might feel kind of defeated and and not sure what's going on because you're attempting to soothe them to make them feel better, and yet your attempts are not working. Um, So again, if you're trying to provide reassurance, please be aware that um, that kind of response will only perpetuate the OCD cycle. Um, The relief will be really temporary, but again, the person is going to come back again and and ask you a bunch of questions. So what you want to do instead is, again, very warmly and very lovingly kind of point out and say, hey, um, I know you've asked this question. I really want to support you and it seems that when I'm giving you an answer or reassuring you, or we're we're trying to analyze this, that that's not actually really helping you. Um, and it seems like there's more questions for more anxiety. Um, so maybe let's use some of your ERP tools so we can help you unhook a little bit, because this seems like this this is an OCD flare up. Something like that, will be much more advantageous because you will help to reorient the person to the fact that, hey, I think you're in in an OCD flare-up moment right now. And... Let me help you walk through this and what to do and how to use an exposure practice, how to use response prevention. Uh, Let's name the fact that um, it seems like maybe you're trying to figure this thing out or you're trying to kind of pull me in to analyze the situation, but I don't think that that's actually helping right now. So maybe let's try to do something else. Um, Again, we all need reassurance, right? It's not like we, we don't ever need reassurance as humans. But with OCD, you want to recognize that, again, when a person is in the middle of a flare-up, providing reassurance or a lot of it is not going to help. So you want to create some sort of a guideline around reassurance-seeking behavior. Like, you know, if you're going to ask me this question, this seems like maybe it's OCD, let's, you know, I'll answer it for you once or maybe twice, but then we have to agree that that will be it, that I'm not going to continue to answer the same question, even though you know you're going to try to ask me different ways, um, and again, when you do set a boundary like that, you want to do it, of course, with love and warmth, um, and let the person know, you know, that I care for you, I'm here for you, I want to support you, but I'm not going to support you if I just continue to provide reassurance um, automatically because that doesn't seem to work. Um, and the third thing to look out for and and definitely not do is accommodating OCD, and what that really means is. The person with OCD, when they're having flare ups, they may ask for um, a lot of different things. A most common example might be like open doors for me or um, you know, I want things to be set a certain way or um, I need you to do um X, Y, z for me, or hey, I'm scared that something bad might happen to you, so you can't you can't leave. or if you leave, you have to make sure that you're texting me and calling me all the time, so I know you're okay. So things like that. Um, and if you start to accommodate those kind of behaviors, again it's only going to strengthen the ocd fear it's going to strengthen the capacity excuse me that capacity but it's going to strengthen the person's thought process that they can't tolerate discomfort they can't tolerate any uncertainty and it'll feed that fear it'll feed that anxiety and things will get more intense and more locked up. And of course, secondary issues can occur like panic attacks or later feeling even uh, some depressed symptoms because you're you're now might be feeling bad. Like, why can't I control this? Or why can't I seem to stop this? Um, So if you notice that you're accommodating OCD, um, like you're go, you know, you're late to things because you're uh, making sure the person's able to finish all, all of their repetitive behaviors or rituals or anything like that, please be aware of that. Um, and what you want to do instead is create a step-down plan for accommodation. So you might not be able to stop accommodating everything all at once, but you can create a step-by-step plan where you start to say, okay, look, we seem to be doing this you know, for a couple hours at a time. Let's start to work on reducing that time. So you can create some sort of a plan where you systematically are working to bring that accommodation down so that the person can can have time to um, kind of get used to and adjust and reorient themselves to that feeling of discomfort and start to see that that compulsive behavior is not in itself really preventing anything. Um, you know, the reality is we live with uncertainty all the time, but if you have OCD, There are certain topics, of course, it'll be the topic that matters to you the most, that will just hold you hostage for a little bit of time. And you're going to feel like you have to do something about it. You have to fix it. You have to somehow attend to it because of what it triggers in the brain. Uh, But again, if you love someone with OCD and you give in and accommodate the OCD behaviors without knowing it, you're actually strengthening it. And remember, it makes sense that if you love someone with OCD, you're going to want to soothe them and try to make this easier and better. But what you have to recognize is that act, that behavior typically will, is helpful to somebody else. In that moment of a flare-up, it's not going to be helpful. So remember, the three things are um, thinking your way out of OCD, so using logic and rationale, Um, uh, giving reassurance, and providing accommodation. Those are the three things you're going to want to look for so that you can start to adjust your own responses to when you're seeing somebody having an OCD flare-up. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you have any questions you want me to answer in future podcasts or any other comments, you can go to coreresults.com backslash contact Backslash. That's core results, K O R R E S U L T S dot com backslash